do, 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 do. Here we go. My name's Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. What's Zen Parenting, you may ask, sweetie? Are you asking? Kind of. That music's loud. I know, but they don't hear it because I produce it after. So you have to suffer and endure through the music, and I will make it nicer for the listener. Must we suffer? Suffering is the first uh, truth of Buddhism. Is it? Yes. Yes. I love Buddhism. Uh, well, suffering is... We all suffer. We all suffer, but suffering can also be a choice. Pain leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. <laughs> That's where Yoda goes up. Thank you, Master Yoda. Did you say Mas- Master? Master. I feel like somebody's Master Yoda. I don't know. That's how Luke says it. What about when Clark, uh, or no, when Rusty Griswold says Aunt Edna? Instead of Aunt Edna. Uh, that's a, there are certain parts of the country that say aunt. Even our nieces say auntie. They say Auntie Shane. Well, they got a problem. No, they don't. Yes, They're they our do. nieces. They don't have you a problem. You mean the Seattle ones? Yeah. Well, they live in a different part of the country. That's now. what I mean. Anybody different... from Chicago that says aunt, whatever, they got issues. I said aunt when I was little. We all did. I know, but what I'm saying is that. It's like saying the front room. The what room? If you, if you lived in Chicago, you didn't call it the living room or the front room. You called it the front room. F-R-O-N-T-R-O-O-M. Front room. You just made that up. I don't know what that is. I thought it was the... French room. French room? Front room. It's the front room, but you say it front room. Huh. Okay. Yeah. You're not from the city, sweetie. Only a city I'm folks know that. I'm from DeKalb. Yeah, That's pretty a, city-ish. That's off 88. What do they know over there? Um, oh, is that a shot? Kind of, because 88 is one of my favorite highways, or what do we call it? Not highways. The, oh, the expressway? Expressways. Actually, you call it interstate when you get out of the city. It's not a highway. Oh, it's life is a highway. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> is this it? This is it, but it's very loud. Oh, night long. It's not as good as this guy. Yeah. Here like we go. One. You would. I love Rascal Flatts. You would. This, that's Tom Cochran. You're Tom Cochran. No, I'm not. Um. Anyways, we haven't even introduced the show. This is End Parenting I'm Radio. I'm Kathy. I'm Todd. <laughs> this is End Parenting Radio, episode number 240. What is End Parenting Radio? I'm Ross. <laughs> I'm Ross. You got a little something right here. <laughs> Kathy is a spiritual and emotional mom, and I'm a logical and practical dad. We've discussed transformational wisdom everyday challenges and pop culture to encourage laughter, self-awareness, and empathy. We have three daughters, ages 7, 10, and 12, and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. And always remember, sweetie... You're um, talking really fast. You're talking really fast. The... Best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. That's our mission statement, I just decided. Uh, okay. All right. Sounds you good. You good with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the show this week, we're going to give you a quote from Ethan Hawke. Correct. Who's got really good movies, but is also sometimes a little annoying. Well, let's be honest. He's a deep thinker. He's a philosophical man. Do you know one time when I was uh, living in Chicago? At band camp? This one time at band camp when I was in Chicago, I was at the corner of LaSalle and Wacker. 
And I was standing there all by myself, spacing out, had my earphones on, and I looked over and Ethan Hawke was standing next to me. He had a cigarette in his mouth. Was he all like greasy like he, he was, was in I'm not, I was just going to say that. He looked really dirty, um, but it was the 90s. So weren't we all kind of dirty? I still am. <laughs> I don't shower. Showering is for suckers. Um, so there he was. And so I tried to kind of cross with him, but he was not noticing me. <laughs> I notice you, sweetie, and that's Thank all that you. matters. That's all that matters. But anyway, yes, Ethan Hawke. And then we're going to do Jim Carrey, who, um, I don't know, I just love the guy. And one of our listeners, Lee Fay. I don't know if I'm supposed to I think to it's say. Lee or Leah. Or, I think it's maybe Lee. L-E-I, she right? She puts up on her page or she emailed us something. And it's just really good wisdom from Jim Carrey. So anyways. And it's when, because we had seen it before, but hadn't considered doing a show about it until yeah. she sent it to us. And it's from a commencement speech, I think, at Maharishi. I don't know where it is, but it's pretty good. We're just going to play two minutes of it. We're going to have a chat about it. Alrighty, Spidey. Uh, but first, I can't forget about this, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> All right, why are we uh, playing this music? Because our Kickstarter campaign. How many days left? Sixteen. We don't know. We're 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 doing we're this down really. To it. We're doing this really. Uh, we're recording this four days before it's we're being, being posted. Yeah. So we really don't know how many days, but it's it's approximately we got two weeks left yeah. or less. Yeah. And uh, we're doing this Kickstarter campaign for the Zen Parenting Radio Conference with People We Love, March 2016 conference. Mm-hmm. I kind of said that twice. Um, but we are... Uh, you know, we, we're doing this Kickstarter campaign so we can get people to buy their tickets early, so we can get our vendors and sponsors, build our community, and give uh, people an opportunity to contribute to the cause. There are some people that know they can't attend, but they believe in what we're doing on this show and at this conference, so they want to contribute. So please feel free to do that. Go to zenparentingradio.com, click on events, and you'll see all of it there. It's also on our Facebook page. If you have not subscribed to our newsletter, do that, and that'll keep you updated about the conference. Um, and we just really need your support. And if you um, donate or support or buy your tickets uh, through the Kickstarter campaign, we're going to read your name uh, online. We're not doing that this week, though, because uh, we're going to have a bigger list next week. Well, we're, we don't – We like Todd said, we're doing shows back-to-back today, so it would be – repetitious. Right. Um, but uh, one thing I want to say is that, you know, what comes with being a backer, um, besides the reward that you're given, meaning if you look at Kickstarter, there's certain rewards you can pick along the side that include getting tickets, VIP seating, you know, uh, getting a ticket to Dr. Shefali's breakout session, all sorts of stuff. But Todd and I also really appreciate our backers and we're trying to offer things along the way. For example, we recorded a uh, podcast just a little bit ago. We're doing a lot of podcasts today. Three per day. And um, we posted it just for our backers. Yeah. Um, so uh, we also footage. did some recommendations of books the other day. We also did another podcast like, last week. So if you become a backer, you get lots of little perks. Um, and if you help us meet our goal, which is $15,000, and as of today, we're at eleven five, and We want to blow the doors off of that number. But when we hit that 15, I call it Getting home, sweetie. That's what I call it. I get it home. What does that mean?
Reaching 15,000 is like being home. That's right. And I just want to go home. Play another home song by Daughtry. Uh, Daughtry? I don't think that's a song. It is. Just put in home Daughtry. I'm just putting in home and let's see what happens. It's not going to be as cool as my home song. What about Philip Phillips? Um, does he sing home? That's not Philip Phillips. That's Daughtry. What about this one? That's Philip Phillips. Home. It's called Home. Yep. It's a good song. Two American Idol people. Not Molly Crew, though. No. (laughs) I don't think they'd make it far. All right, that's a good song. All right, I'll give you the I'll give you a, a thumbs up on Philip Phillips, but Daughtry is kind of a tool. No, no, he's not. He's a great singer. He you're has a, a band. You're a great singer. You have a band. Thank you. Um, one quick housekeeping note, sweetie, mm-hmm. is you and I are attending the Tony Robbins Unleash the Power event in Schaumburg, which is just outside of Chicago. We're gonna walk on fire from July. We're, we are gonna walk on I fire. I know. Uh, July 16th through July 19th. And if you go through us, this isn't by design. It's just they have a referral program. So whatever. If you want discounted tickets, uh, shoot me an email, comments at zenparentingradio.com. It's four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I've heard that it is just a ridiculously life-changing four-day event. Well, I'm a big fan of Tony. You're a big fan of Tony. And we had on our bucket list, I don't know, six months ago, a year ago, let's go see Tony Robbins. And as the universe would have it, he's coming to Schaumburg, Illinois. So we had to jump on it. Yep. We're in it. So, all right. So let's talk about Ethan Hawke. All right. Let's hear the quote. Um, I listened to a podcast and within the podcast, he wrote a novel, I think, or he wrote a book. He wrote two, I believe, didn't he? So he wrote a book. Mm -hmm. And within the book, there is a, a quote that I think is pretty awesome. And this is what it is. When you're young, everybody tells you to follow your dreams. When you get older, people get offended even if you try. Correct. I agree with them. What do you think about that? Well, I think that when we are little, um, when kids are little, we it's, it's – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's non-threatening mm-hmm. to say to a child, do whatever you want to do. You can do anything. Change the world. Be who you want to be. But as an adult, when you're eye to eye with an adult – it is threatening when they are living their dreams or when they're doing something that's beyond maybe what others would perceive as doable. Mm-hmm. And because it's threatening, we'd rather tear them down and te- or be offended by their behavior. I have an example. Let's hear it. And I'm going to keep it anonymous because it's a personal example. Okay. Keep it anonymous. I have a friend who started a business okay. that is very dreamlike. Okay. And I have another friend, mutual friend, Uh who really questions this friend's decision to follow that dream. Correct. And he's like, this isn't how you do it. You go to college, you get a job, then you get a little bit better job, Mm -hmm. and then you get a little better job. He's following what was prescribed. Yeah, Yeah, he's following the normal path. Right. And he's always thinking that my friend is, my our friend is making a mistake because it's high risk and it's non-traditional. And um, so anyways, that's... Well, and you know, that's even the question that I throw out there because I know exactly what you're talking about. Why is it high risk? Well, it's my friend. I'll, I won't say who the friend is, but uh, he, he he bought a bar. Right. And I totally know that story. I'm not asking... I'm really not asking for the... Um, I know. 
that I'm, I'm giving people something tangible to hold on to. Like, well, what do you mean it's a dream? He right. bought a bar. Right. And my thought is, is why is that more high risk than becoming, you know, working for, I'm, and I won't say the quote yet because I know Jim Carrey's yeah, going to dive into it. Yeah, about it. So I won't say that quote, but, um, you know, diving into and working for the Board of Trade. Yeah. Because you could get fired from the Board of Trade. You, you have a perception of security because... Uh, it's a job and you're employed by somebody, but really it's, it's almost, I don't know, it's less secure to get a, re- a traditional job because economies come up and they go down and you have less control when you're not the boss. Well, and it, you know, I think the reason people feel comfortable with it is because it's a hierarchy of events mm-hmm. that people tell you lead to success. Right. And this goes all the way back to get good grades, yep. you know, get into the right high school. If you're in Chicago, you even have to apply to high schools. Yeah. Um, get into the right high school. It puts you in the right college. Then you'll get the right first job. Then you'll make the most money. Then you'll get the big house. And it's a very, and I'm using the word prescribed, meaning someone else is telling us mm-hmm. um, this is the path to success. And we're like repressing or pushing away all these dreams yeah. because we're like, oh, but this is how you do it. And then you get into it and you realize you're not happy. So you keep trying to make more money and get a bigger house trying to fill that hole. And you get annoyed mm-hmm. at people who are going about it in a completely different way. Yep. You get frustrated by them because they're not following the rules. Well, and they're holding a mirror up to you because yes. maybe the traditional person who got a you know, went to high school, study, went to college, study, got a job. Um, and in the back of their mind, they had this dream that has been unfulfilled or even yeah. not even unfulfilled. They haven't even tried. Exactly. Or they were one of those people that everyone said, here's the rules, here's how you play the game and you'll be happy. And they did it and they did it well mm. and they're not happy. Mm. So they're pissed. Yeah. You know, they're kind of like, but I played Jealous the game. or, yeah. or um, resentful. Resentful. And they did what they were told. They're like, damn it, I did what I was told and it didn't work out. And I actually said, uh, we had Women's Circle last week and I we were talking about how I find it really interesting when women, and I'm going to speak specifically to women because this was in Women's Circle, women get angry at other women who try new things or who like work out of the box or who try to maybe have the best of both worlds. Like I'm going to be at home part-time, I'm going to do my dream part-time, I'm going to work from home. I'm going to, they get annoyed mm-hmm. or vice versa. I am going to work full-time and not be at home or I'm going to be a full stay-at-home mom. And everybody has their like they shouldn't do that they can't do that the shoulds and they get annoyed rather than see these women as maybe trailblazers as role models as people we can call if we decide we want to do something similar just like ethan hawk said we get offended by Mm -hmm. them we're you know and i think the offense comes from us not feeling like the only people are going to be offended are the people who haven't had the guts to try to follow their own dream. If I am somebody who's chasing after my dream, then I don't think I'm going to be offended by looking at somebody else try to do the same thing. They're going thing. to motivate me. Right, right. They're going to motivate me. And and at the same time, the people who are following a certain pattern, I'm not going to have, and when I say I'm not going to have any feelings, I won't be motivated or annoyed or judgmental of that either mm-hmm. because they're doing what they need to do. And let me say this because we haven't said it yet. Some people who follow the pattern or the hierarchy or the prescribed way of doing things, the typical version of success, yeah. do that is their dream. Do enjoy that. Yeah. So I'm not judging No, that your dream pattern. could be to be exactly a janitor or exactly. your dream could be to be a CPA. Or a partner in a law firm. Partner in a law firm. Yep. If that is what fills you, then by by all means do it. Go for it. The the one thing I was grateful for is um, 
you know, the fact that our niece Maddie has to kind of decide what college she's going to and what major she's going to be when she's 17 years old. And no, honey, she's 18. Whatever. She's going to be doesn't matter. A high school senior. Yeah, right. Forget about how old she oh, is. Okay. A high school senior has to decide what path they're going to choose to go Correct. on. And I just think that that's ridiculous. I'm so blessed that I never went to law school or I tried to go to medical school because it would have been that much harder to kind of do something different, like lead a men's group or do a podcast or something, because I'd be like, no, my identity is filled with this vocation. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars at school in the last 10 years of my life doing so. Possibly, yes. But even in that, because you're right, we know a lot of people who have said that. But what if you went through, because I'm, I'm thinking of someone specific, you went through all that medical training and then you found yourself in a hospital with your pager, with your phone constantly going off. And then you said, you know what? I'm going to go to Mount Everest mm-hmm. and I'm going to be a medic mm-hmm. on Mount Everest. Right. So you can take whatever it, is. whatever it is and use it. Or you're going to be like the Brian Stevenson of the world. You got your law degree and yeah. you're going to actually use it yeah. to create change. So yeah, instead of like... Um uh, stopping and doing a 180 yeah. based on your vocation, you take the vocation because obviously something drew you to it, hopefully not money, but something else. Um, and then use that information and make what you want of it. That's right. And that's, I think, the and piece. it doesn't look that it, it's hard to see that. It's hard to plan that out. It's almost like you have to kind of go through it and say, okay, what can I do with this now? I have a story that I shared the other night that is a perfect example. My first job, um, I was a recruiter in Chicago and I was really bad. Um, And if I haven't mentioned it, I got fired pretty much. He was kind of a friend of mine, but then I told him to not fire me. And I said, I'm going to come back tomorrow and resign. And he said, okay, I'll let you do that, even though I would have been fired. And part of that job as a recruiter, the thing I remember so deeply is I was like 22 years old and I had to cold call people all the time. Brutal. Brutal. And ask them, can I help you find a secretary or a temp, you know, to do some work? And I was going through my list and I don't even know where I got the list. And I ran across Nightingale Conant. And Nightingale Conant was a recording studio based in Niles. Okay. And I knew Nightingale Conant because in high school, I would listen to Wayne Dyer tapes. Okay. And he taped at Nightingale Conant. Oh, interesting. So did Brian Tracy. So did Dennis Waitley. Okay. So I listened to all these tapes. I knew their books. And when I came across Nightingale Conant, that cold call was so different. Mm. And guess what? I got the business. Oh, there you go. And I said, can I come visit you? Yeah. And I went, I mean, I remember, I remember pulling in that parking lot. I remember walking in that door and being like, can I, can you show me the studio? Can I walk around? It was like a completely different experience. And I did find them a secretary, which made me really happy. But that was an indicator of what I really wanted to do. Now, did I know what job I was going to do? No, but I knew that I was attracted to people who expressed positivity and told people they could be whatever they wanted to be. I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Well, you are a very successful podcaster and you know, 20 years ago, there was no such thing as a podcast. We couldn't have even come up with it. Yeah, we couldn't even have generated it. And to on that story, about, I don't know, seven years ago, um, I was on WGN a lot, and I said to Todd, gosh, I would love to have a radio show. And he said, you got to start calling radio stations. And I remember thinking, God, do I really have to do that? And, and not even knowing, like you said, that something like this would exist. Mm-hmm. You know, and it probably did at that time. We just didn't know. Nobody used it. Nobody used it. Right. And so then two years later... Here you and I found the show and now it's five years later. So it's our whole point in saying all this is you don't even know what you can do. Mm -hmm. And if you're attracted to something, 
even if it's like my story where you're like, I don't know what this means, but I just know I want to be with these people or be around this feeling, follow that path, you know, figure out where that leads. And you may need to do other jobs until you figure out where that goes, but go in the way of your dreams. As Joseph Campbell says, follow your bliss. Follow your bliss. Um, so I, this is the part of the podcast where I would normally talk about our partners, but this is a Friday podcast. We have some partners for our Tuesday podcast, but we are just... I'm, we're free this We're podcast. free. Um, so this is a podcast-free podcast. Or no, this it's is an, an advertisement-free podcast. This is a partner-free podcast. Uh-huh. And if there's somebody out there that say, oh, I really like Todd and Kathy and I like their message and you want to partner with us, shoot me an email. We'll talk. Comments at ZenParentingRadio.com. Um, all right. You ready for Mr. Jim Carrey? Yes, let's play it. Okay. Jim Carrey... Now, fear is going to be a player in your life, but you get to decide how much. You can spend your whole life imagining ghosts, worrying about the pathway to the future, but all there will ever be is what's happening here and the decisions we make in this moment, which are based in either love or fear. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect, so we never dare to ask the universe for it. I'm saying I'm the proof that you can ask the universe for it. Please. And if it doesn't happen for you right away, it's only because the universe is so busy fulfilling my order. All right, that's halfway through. Any any thoughts on this? Well, there's a few things he's saying in there that I think you know everybody listening picked up on on their own. But he's talking about being present and recognizing that we all we can really do is what's happening in this moment, do now. And he, of course, uses the example of choosing love or fear, which is from A Course in Miracles, and the idea that in every moment you either choose love or fear. You either go the love, the way of your dreams is love. Fear, like he says so beautifully, is often masked with the idea of practicality. And that's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of the show Mm -hmm. is that a lot of times people will say, like maybe your friend who's annoyed at your other friend about living his dream. Well, be practical. You hear that all the time. Be real. You know, like people will say to me, Kathy, I like what you talk about or, you know, nice book or whatever, but I'm a realist. Nice one, nurse. (laughs) What does that mean? You're a realist. I'm a realist too, meaning that I'm living in my reality Mm -hmm. and my reality is not better or worse than anyone else's. I just choose to see and experience certain things and I have challenges and pain and all the stuff that everybody has. But being a realist doesn't mean that you like hunker down and, you know, you know, brace for the worst. Um, It means that you acknowledge, um, you know, um, the truth is, is that if someone were to ask me my greatest teacher in the world, it would be death Mm. because that's the thing I think about before I publish anything. And I haven't posted a blog in a while, but before I push publish, when I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to say this, the thing I think about is who the hell is going to care in however many years from now? This is just a moment in time, and this is how I feel today, Mm -hmm. and it's all done with good intention and kindness. And if we work that way, then we don't have to be so afraid. That's right. Um, In the beginning of Jim Carrey's speech, he talked about presence and how everything happens now. Yes. I have a movie clip. Let's hear it. You ready? Uh Uh-huh. What's this movie from, sweetie? 
When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Soon, sweetie. Spaceballs. Well done. How long Thank did that you. take you to get that? Probably not very far. Uh, not once they started the rewinding part, I was oh, pretty it's sure. such a great movie. Is it? Yes. Okay. It didn't crack my top 10, but it's good. I know. I've had to. I've had thoughts about my top 10. I've gonna, had other movies. Is it going to evolve? It's still evolving. Well, you need to remove something from your top 10. I did. Remember, I took the that last one off well, 10 and put in Beginners. First of all, your number 10 has two different right, movies. Right, because that's okay. So The Beginners is now ahead of Dumb and Dumber and Wayne's World? I th- you know what I forgot to put in the list that what? I couldn't believe it? The Tree of Life. Mm. And that's in there somewhere. Uh, I got to see that movie again. I know. And I am so moved by that movie that I can't believe that I didn't have it for my top 10, but it's in there. We did a whole podcast on the movie Tree of Life back in the early days. I know we did. It's like our fifth podcast ever or something like that. I know. But that is a weird, beautiful, different movie. Well, and I loved, I just listened to it. There's another podcast I love called Off Camera. Todd introduced it to me. And it's like basically a long conversation with, you know, innovators in the field of entertainment. And I listened to a long interview with Jessica Chastain, and she talked about that movie and how it was made. And just the process of making it was beautiful. Do you know that those boys, those three boys who are her sons Mm -hmm. in the movie, she lived with them for like a month before they filmed. So they were like her boys. And she said when the movie was over, she was devastated Mm -hmm. because she felt like she was losing her sons. Yeah, and she said that they like still send her letters oh. and on Mother's Day, and they stay connected to her. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Sweetie. It is, but I just so believe that because that was one of the most realistic movies I've ever seen. Uh, second half of Jim Carrey's little clip. Okay, go. There we go. My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him, and so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant, and when I was twelve years old, he was let go from that safe job. And our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. How about that? I love that. And I feel like you. Uh, we played that again this morning, and I feel like I've told two or three people that quote just in one day um, that – we a lot of times we take this safe route, um, yet we can still fail at that safe route. Mm-hmm. So what makes us think that that route is so secure? At my um, men's retreat, I think I've shared this two years in a row, there is a wonderful four-minute and 52-second YouTube clip of a guy named Alan Watts who died a long time ago, but he was a teacher and all that. Yes, yes. But it, it's titled, and I'll put it in the show notes, What If Money Was No Object? And it's all about that. It's like, listen... If you're going to go for it, if you're going to fail, you might as well fail doing something you love as opposed to, you know, I I went to Drake University, which is where I went, thinking that I'd be an accountant. And then I realized what an accountant does and Mm -hmm. realized that this isn't what I want to do in life. But it's funny how you kind of just have this, you know, people put these plans in on your path without even 
without even having any say in it. So say that sentence again. I'm People saying put that plans I thought like I, at some point I heard an accountant is you'll make money. Oh, got it. And you're good at it because you're you're good at math. And I realized that it's kind of not really math at all. It's it's uh, a different subject matter altogether. I mean, mm-hmm. there is some math, but I've kind of freaked out. I thought, oh my God, is this what I want to do for the mm-hmm. rest of my life? And, and that first day of intermediate accounting, my junior year, I dropped both my accounting classes, dropped my major and, and went into a completely different direction. So I'm just thankful that I did not suffer through something that I didn't want to do just because I thought it was going to be a safe, secure job that would give me a decent salary. And here's the thing is something that we as parents and grandparents, we have to wake up to is that the world is a completely different place than when we went to school. And any of you who read Daniel Pink's work, um, he's written a few books. And um, one of his books is about how right-brainers are going to rule the world. Mm -hmm. And what that means is right-brainers are people who can think out of the box, creativity, imagination, people who don't think necessarily, and I'm using accountants, I'm not trying to rip on accountants, but that that left side that's very logical and practical in numbers, it that isn't that can be automated Automated. and we need people who can think out of the box box, and the irony of that is our school system is still based on kind of automation Mm -hmm. and memorizing now when i say that there's all sorts of creative teachers out there who are doing different things and there's you know education is evolving and reforming and so i have hope that it's going to change but a lot of us are still stuck in that mindset of what is my child going to do what's their job going to be they need to be an engineer they need to be a doctor blah 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 we need right brainers yep. we need people who can do a lot of different things who can be really tech savvy who can be really um team oriented team oriented like socially intelligent socially intelligent um and and be out of the box. Dare we say emotionally intelligent? Uh, same thing. Yeah. Socially intelligence. Yeah. Social intelligence requires emotional intelligence. Right. And not only that, but let's just take the education piece out of it for a second. We now know, meaning all of us research wise, we know that success is not based just in a job that you have. Success is based in how you connect to people, how you relate to the world, how you see the world, you know, what kind of glasses you wear. And so those pieces are not the essential elements anymore. You know, the quote about, um, we need people who have come alive, Mm -hmm. you know, we need people who have come alive in their own life to then give back to the world. That's from the must, uh, the must should book. It is in there. Do you remember whose quote that was? Um, no, but it's a, it's a pretty famous quote. Um, Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive. Yeah. Because the world needs people who have come alive. Yeah. But I can't remember who said it. That's really good. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of that's, Howard Thurman. Howard Thurman. That's the direction that we're going in. And so the whole concept of a safe path doesn't really exist anymore, does it? No. The safest thing is for you to have confidence in your ability to do whatever it is that you love, whatever you love. And if you love it, you're going to get good at it. And if you get good at it, there's always somebody who will pay you, you know, if you want to have a steady income to do that thing that you're really, really good at, whether it's horseback riding or accounting. And be open-minded within that thing that you're good at because you may say, I'm going to be a famous author. Mm -hmm. And you write a book and you're like, oh, wait, this isn't selling what I thought it would, but all of a sudden it turns into, you know, the the teaching somewhere or it turns into presenting or it turns into, you know, doing, you know, creating a curriculum. Like be open-minded, just do what you love and allow it to 
to take you on a journey. Mm-hmm. And in, instead of saying it needs to look like A, B, and C. Yeah, I feel like there's probably a million good quotes about that is like how you have your future planned out. Instead, get on the roller coaster and just enjoy the ride. Well, Joseph Campbell what says if um, if you have figured out your life mm. and you know the path that you're going to take, then it's obviously not your path right. because someone else has done that and you're just following them. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is when I read that, and I've read it a number of times, but you always tell me that Tony Robbins, who we're going to see, says, if you want to do something, then go to other people learn, who have done it learn and from learn the from them. Yeah. But the balance in there, what I always find is don't do what they do, yeah. just take examples of other, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. You can kind of take some of their advice and maybe it'll guide you or maybe just the networking will help you. But I don't think what Tony Robbins is saying is just follow someone else's lead. Yeah. He's not saying, um, he's copy, not saying copy, huh? but he's saying become inspired by, right, right. Learn from, learn from, right. Yes. Um, but yeah, if, if you see the path laid out in front of you, perfect, and you know, every step of the way, then it's obviously not your path. Mm-hmm. Because life isn't like that. Yeah. You know, going back to what Jim Carrey said at the beginning is all you can do is now. You have no idea what's going to happen two years from now. Right. And instead of taking that sentence and think I'm saying something scary, why don't you take it and look at it the other way? How exciting is that? Instead of saying, oh, shoot, two years from now, everything could be – it doesn't have to be bad. Take your thinking and say, how exciting could two years from now be? And I don't even know what that looks like. Um, So you did a really good job with the Joseph Campbell quote, but I just want to read it in full anyways. If you can see your path laid out in front of you step by step, you know it's not your path. Your own path you make with every step you take. Hmm. That's why it's your path. I don't know. That's pretty darn strong if you ask me. I know. You know what I started doing the other night, Todd? You're going to laugh. That's to Joseph Campbell. I was reading so much Joseph Campbell stuff that I actually looked into how I would study cultural mythology, mm. and I want to blend it with um, with neuropsych- uh, mm. neuroscience, yeah. uh, Daniel Siegel, and I also want to combine – I mean, there's all these things I want to combine. I'm like, does this kind of – I don't know if I want a degree or a certification or if I just want to somehow study it. Well, I think you should study all three of them and then figure out a way how to connect those dots because Daniel Siegel – like think about – Joseph Campbell, Daniel Single. Think about think of them having a beer in a bar oh and, my God. And, and hearing a conversation. Now, Joseph Campbell's been dead for twenty years or whatever. I know, but I'd want him at my dinner if I could choose ten people uh, to have dinner with. Forget about it. He'd be my number one. I know. I don't know. Maybe I'm overstating, but uh, the power of myth is um, a book or it's an interview. I have I have an app called Audible on my phone, and uh, Bill Moyers. Bill Moyers, yeah. Interviews uh, Joseph Campbell, and I don't know. It's some of the best. I would recommend for those of you who are interested in Joseph Campbell, you probably know his quotes, you know who he is, you know that his writings inspired Star Wars, if mm-hmm. you don't know that by now. Um, but instead of trying to read his books in narrative form, like Todd said, listen to the interviews yeah. because the Easier. books are tough. I've I've read, you know, I brought home the same book like three times and yeah. I just couldn't get through yeah. it. But when you listen to the interviews, you got it. Yeah. You get it. And the, and the thing is, is the reason that Todd and I are so inspired by this man is he... Okay, you know, he was he worked at uh, Sarah Lawrence College. He was a professor there, and he like run, ran that department. And so he knew everything about comparative religions. He knew everything about mythology. He had 
he had the wisdom to see the overlap mm-hmm. of everything. Right. And so instead Because he of, was an expert on all, all of, of it. And so instead of him saying something and someone saying, well, what about... He had he already had studied it. it. He had it. So he had he indigenous cultures, Native American. He had it all. Mm-hmm. And so to me, he is... Um, He's the one. He's fascinating. He's fascinating. So uh, so maybe I'll create a program, sweetie. We'll do that with our spare time. Yeah, put that on your list. Okay. Um, I want to give some Zen Parenting Radio iTunes reviews. Yes, let's um, hear it. Let's see. iTunes by MRSN. Uh, it's titled, Inspires Me to Be a Better Parent and Spouse. This person says, it took me a while to warm up to ZPR. Hmm, interesting. Which is a, but now I'm a huge fan. While on... Some short segments, Todd may seem flippant towards Kathy. <laughs> they actually relate to each other in a warm and respectful manner. Not only are the topics interesting and very playful, just listening to how they talk is an education in itself. I appreciate how fundamental and respectful their philosophy is. They are not tied to labels and how one should parent. Um, I love that. That's very nice. And and just so you guys know, uh, I think you guys know this if you listen to the show, but Todd and I are very playful. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when it's a man talking a certain way to a woman, we assume that I am being offended or ridiculed in some way. But let me be very clear that Todd and I have a very <laughs> balanced relationship. Todd is nothing but um, awesome, respectful and awesome. toward me. And when he is flippant, guess what? I'll say, honey, yeah, what's you're your being pro- flippant. What's your problem, bud? And then I say that. And then sometimes I'm flippant toward Todd. Yeah. And he says, wait a second. So even though... Um, Sweet, I don't say, wait a second. I say... Back up, back up, back up, back up. <laughs> because we are human beings. And sometimes we are more callous than... Not callous. What are we? We're not conscious of how the other feels. Welcome to humanity. Yes. Um, Jaybird's lady says, currently saving my sanity. Oh, nice. Five stars. I feel like I was led to find this podcast by the universe. Not only is it helping my parenting skills, but also my marriage. Oh, good. I could not recommend this highly enough. Download a few. You won't regret it. I don't know. I feel like these reviews are why we do this freaking podcast. I just love them. I love them too. I was telling Todd. It fills my ego. No, it fills your heart. And my ego. Okay. I was telling Todd the uh, uh, this morning that a friend of mine was telling me she, that she and her husband were struggling with some things around being able to communicate and that now because she and I have very similar personalities, he's able to un- – he listens to the show and now he understands. He'll say, okay, so you're like Kathy, mm-hmm. so that means you don't want to do this or that you're more of an introvert and I need – and just for her to have the language yeah. – to be able to explain to him, I love people, I love you, I love being out, but I need to be alone mm-hmm. to regain my energy. He gets that now because, because he listens to the show. I've said since day one, what I want this podcast to be is sometimes it's not easy to bring up something difficult about parenting or about relationships with your spouse. And if nothing else, maybe it's easier to communicate or have a discussion on the platform of what you and I talk about. Yeah. Say, oh, you remember when Kathy said this, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's how, I, like kind of exactly what you're describing right, right here. Right. It's, it's easier than going into a therapist's office. Right. And because that's an intense thing. Whereas, hey, listen to this podcast and let right. me know what you think. Well, it's kind of like having a little groundwork, mm-hmm. you know, instead of having to start from scratch, um, you can say, here's how I feel, or I disagree with this. Yeah. Let's talk about this. We don't have to always have the answer that you're looking for. Yeah. It might propel you to think differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
so that's what makes us happy yeah. is because we're really trying to do this work ourselves. Yes, every day, man. And we look to other people for inspiration and we read things and try and remember to um, to keep on growing. And to keep on trucking, sweetie. Sweetie, play, um, play our favorite song. When we're singing a song, traveling along, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. I was always disappointed when this show came out, like when I was sick. Yeah. Because I always wanted Brady Bunch to be on. I know. I was bummed, too. And this was like the second. This is the only other show that would show during the day. I know. It didn't. I didn't love it as much as everybody else. But I was going to say, don't play that. Play our Lorax song. Um, what's it called? Um, Let It Grow. Let It Grow. This is the song that inspires me. No. <laughs> Let's uh, finish the show with this. All right. So donate to Kickstarter, please. Um, thank you for supporting us. Give us an iTunes review. Thank you for doing that. Buy Kathy's books. It's on our website. Um, and just have a great weekend. And if the sun's out, get those guns out. Have a good weekend. Sun's out, guns out. might be true it could be time to start anew and maybe change my point of view nah (laughs) i say let it die let it die let it die let it shrivel up and come on who's with me huh nobody you greeted that bad let it grow let it grow let the love